Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. We're in this series of messages, and the title of the message of the series is We're Known by This. We're known by our love. It's the love series. Now, we're in another leg or part of this series, and we're asking the question, do you love God? Um, Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, the Amplified Version of the Bible kind of, kind of make it, makes it real clear for us. It says, you shall love the Lord your God out of and with your whole heart, out of and with your soul. Then you'll see it says your life. Uh, we said in our last lesson to love God with your life means that you relinquish your plans, your agenda, and then you give your life completely over to God to his plan and his purpose for your life. Now, we highlighted the word purpose, and I want to continue dealing with purpose on today. I gave you uh, some points that I I, uh, picked out from this book I read some time ago by Miles Monroe on purpose. Number one, he says, purpose is the original intent of a thing. Uh, Number two, he says that the purpose of a thing can only be uh, defined by the maker of that thing. Number three, he says that purpose is in the mind of the maker. And then number four, he says, you and I will only be fulfilled as we live out our God-ordained purpose. And God has a purpose for all of us. Come on, I want you to put your hands on your chest and say, God has purpose for me. So when you really love God, your goal will become to live a life of purpose. Now today, I want to give you three reasons why purpose is critical. Three reasons why purpose is critical. Number one, uh, it kind of goes back to what we were dealing with on last week. Purpose addresses our fulfillment issues. A lack of fulfillment is tied to a lack of purpose. If you're not in your purpose, you cannot be fulfilled. Except what you can, you you have what I call a false fulfillment, which is really just a cheap substitute. And a lot of us think that fulfillment, I said last week, is what we call climbing, uh, what we call the ladder of success. But the tragedy is when you climb the ladder to the top and then you discover that it's leaning on the wrong wall. Hear this again. Success is not what you've done compared to what others have done. But success is what you've done compared to what you're supposed to be doing. And and let me say this. Success is not defined by money and things. Let me help you out. Because we see people and we say, oh, they're so successful. Nothing wrong with things and nothing wrong with money, but that's not really a true sign of success. 
Are y'all with me here? Money's good in this place, but it's not a sign of success. See, because money can buy you a house, but not a home. Money can buy you a good doctor, but not health. Money can buy you a bed, but can't buy you rest. Money can buy you food, but not an appetite. Money can attract people, but not true friends. Money can buy you a crucifix around your neck, but not a savior in your heart. In some churches, money can buy your name on the side of a pew, engraved on a gold plate, but it'll never get you a ticket into heaven. And I know, listen, I know your theme song for life is, we're moving on up to the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. We finally got a piece of the pie, fish don't fry in the kitchen, beans don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. Now we're in the big leagues. Getting our turn it back. As long as we live, it's you and me, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We think success is George and Weezy. <laughs> Young folks don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Weezy, you talking about Lil Wayne? I ain't talking about no Lil Wayne. Yeah, wrong Weezy. <laughs> you are successful when you have done what you're supposed to do and not necessarily what other folk think you should be doing. I have a daughter and I have a son. My daughter has been called to ministry. She's our assistant pastor. She does an awesome job. Awesome job. My, my son has not been called to ministry yet, not that I know of. But if he never becomes a minister as it relates to purpose in life, that's fine with me. I would love for him to be a preacher if that's God's plan. But the most important thing is for him to be who God wants him to be. I had him working here in ministry. Yeah, he was working. I fired him. I fired my son. I fired, I fired him because he wasn't passionate. He wasn't passionate about working in ministry. He had to be here for nine o'clock. He never got here on time. Now he's doing something that he's passionate about. He's got to be there at five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, this boy getting up at what time? He's, but see, now he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And he doesn't have a problem getting up. See, when you're in your purpose, it'll give you a reason to get up in the morning. And let me just say this. You know, I think, I think a lot of times parents force their kids to be what they want them to be rather than encouraging them to pursue their purpose. You know, since you never played football, now you play it through their bodies. Oh, you're going to play football? I don't want to play football. Oh, you're going to play? I want to be in the band. You ain't playing in no band. You're going to play football. You're going to be a running back. I don't want to run the ball. 
Sometimes we force them into stuff that pleases us and not necessarily what they're supposed to be doing. Now, if nobody clapped for me there, the kids ought to be saying, go, Pastor, go, 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 Pastor. I've been trying to tell them, Pastor. <laughs> Number two, purpose addresses the issue of stability. And let me tell you something. When you are in your purpose, it doesn't matter how hard things seem, you will stand. Because purpose gives you stability. Purpose makes you stable. Paul gives us a list of things that he had to go through in 2 Corinthians. As a matter of fact, start turning to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's see. Verse 7 says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Listen to what he says. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Now go down to verses 17 and 18. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I want to read those two verses in the Amplified Version of the Bible, which says this, for our light momentary affliction. Let me just stop there for a second. Somebody needs to hear this. You'll notice he says it's light and it's momentary. Friday night, I told uh, the church, see, a lot of times the devil wants you to think that what you're dealing with is something you're going to be dealing with for the rest of your life. But it's just a moment. Oh, encourage your neighbor, say, it's just a moment. And see, if you're not careful and you, if you don't look at it like that, you'll take a moment and make it a life. And the devil wants to just drive you, oh God. But let me tell you something, where you are right now, it's not the way it's going to be forever. Whatever you're dealing with right now, you're gonna, you've already come through some stuff that's worse than what you're dealing with right now. How many of you in here today have gone through some stuff that you thought was going to take you out? Guess what? You're still here. And what you're dealing with right now, God is bringing you. Tell your neighbor, I'm coming through. All right, that was just, I just threw that in. Let me finish. For our light momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations, a vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Start off in the earlier verses saying, we're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We're perplexed, we're not in despair. Persecuted, not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I've got to go through these bad days, but these bad days can't compare to the good days that's on the way. Your position in Christ 
overrides or overrules your circumstances. That's why Paul was able to say in Philippians 4, 11 and 12, he says, I know how to be a base and, and I know how to be about. I know how to have nothing. I know how to have everything. But whatever the case is, I am content because I'm in my purpose. And purpose will make you stable. Purpose will make you, you won't be, and I'll use my mama's word, you won't be wishy-washy. You won't be, you won't, you know, you ever dealt with somebody that just wasn't stable? I mean, man, they, they, they're excited one day, the next day, you just don't know how to take it. It's hard dealing with unstable people. But purpose makes us stable. Now, I, I was thinking about this not long after I started pastoring. I had an old friend call me and said that this guy, very wealthy guy, was trying to get in contact with me. So I called the guy, and he said to me, hey, I'm expanding my business, and um, I've got a lot of high-profile athlete clients. And I want to expand my sports division of my business, and I'd like for you to run it which meant that I was going to have to travel probably four or five days a week. And I said, well, yeah, I appreciate it, but I'm, not, I'm no longer in the sports business. I'm a, I'm a pastor now. And he kind of just blew that off. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but this is what I'm offering you. So he talked to me about money. And I got to be honest, I got a little upset because he thought that money could persuade me to get out of my purpose. But when you're in your purpose, you're not for sale. <laughs> Purpose gives you stability. Purpose give tell somebody that said purpose gives you stability. Number three, you're such a wonderful class. Purpose will answer the question of time. Purpose will answer the question of time. Go to Ecclesiastes. Three and one. Will you go, if you have your Bible, go to the front of your Bible and find out where Ecclesiastes is? We're talking about time. We don't want to take all the time. You, <laughs> you're trying to find where the book is. Listen to what it says. To everything there is a season. A time to every purpose under the sun. Listen to me. Time is given for one reason, and that reason is to accomplish purpose. Time is related to purpose. See, time is tied to purpose. Therefore, if you don't have purpose, you won't use time wisely. Listen, you were born and you were created for a purpose in God's plan and you were given time to fulfill that purpose. Now, God measures success and effectiveness and value of our lives on earth in terms of purpose. Therefore, length of years is not measured for life by God. But listen to me. God, God's question is never how many years did you live or how old are you? But God's question is what have you done? Life is not measured by duration but by donation. What have you given what have you given? See, from God's perspective, well done is more important than long lived. Yeah, yeah. And the Bible talks about this man named Methuselah. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah. 
he lived for 969 years and then he died. You know what? That's all we know about him. All we know is that he lived long and he died. We have no idea what he did. And I want to encourage you to find purpose. And when you find purpose, you give meaning to time. Now, I do have some good news for some of us who have wasted a lot of time in the past. I've got good news. I want you to look at Joel chapter 2, verse 25. This is what blessed me. Joel chapter 2, in verse number 25. Do you see that? Listen what, he's, listen what the Lord says. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. My, thank God for grace. He can give you the years that you seem to have lost. Now, I, I, I'm a testimony of that myself because I wasted a lot of time in foolishness, but now God is redeeming the time for me. So what I'm saying to you is don't throw in the towel just because you're starting late. But from this day forward, I want to encourage you to use time wisely. Have you ever gone through a whole day and you got to the end of the day and you couldn't figure out what you did all day? Come on, come on. And we say, where did the time go? The better question is, what did I do with the time I had? Or maybe it wasn't a day. Maybe it went a whole week. And you look back and like, what did I accomplish this week? Or the month? Or here we are in halftime in 2018. What have you done with the time? So if you wasted time, I want to encourage you today to start making time count as of now. I'm... I'm I, when I get to heaven, I want to see some folk there that said, oh my God, I'm so glad that God used you to tell me about Jesus. I'm so glad. I want to make sure that I use this time wisely. And I want you to think about all the people, and I'll, I'll share this with you. Think about all the people that you come in contact with day after day after day after day, and y'all talk about everything but Jesus. How many opportunities do we have to witness to people? And we're talking about everybody but what we, uh, who we should be talking about. Tell your neighbor, don't waste any more time. Come on, wake up and look at them and say, don't waste any more time. Psalms 90 and 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may live each day with wisdom. So time is related to purpose. Now I said all of that about purpose to show you how vital purpose is. But you'll never know your purpose outside of God. You locate purpose as you fall in love with God because your purpose is in him. Uh, Go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Very familiar scripture. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. The Amplified Version of the Bible says this, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, said the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, 
not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. God says, I know the plans I have for you. And God is saying, I know something that you don't know. To you is glory, but God says, I have a clear view of the plan that I have for your life. Now, your greatest lesson in faith is going to be learned in the dark. It's when you don't have a clue where God is bringing you. You don't have a clue why he's doing what it is. You don't have a clue why it's taking so long to get to where you want to go. This is when you've got to trust him the more. And God is saying to us today, I've got a plan for you. And it's a good plan. And even if you can't see it, know that I've got the plan. And know that the end is great. Look at verses 12 and 13 in the Amplified. Listen to what it says. Then you will call, listen to, listen to the wording here. He says, then you will call upon me and you will come and pray to me and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire and require me as a vital necessity and find me when you search for me with all your heart. It's all about him. God says, I have a plan, but don't go looking for the plan. Look for me. God says, seek me. And he's saying, if you seek me, you'll find the plan. Stop looking for the stuff, he says, and seek me. I want you, I want, look, I want to to know my calling. I want to know my purpose. God says, seek me. I want to find my mate. God says, find me. I know where he is. Oh, I'm sorry. I know where she is. Let me just stop there for a second. A man that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor from God. So the man is finding. And if he's going to find his wife, God says, just seek me. You seek me, I'll lead you right to her. She's waiting on you. Some of you ladies looking at me like, yes, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> he said, but you notice he's, this, the Bible says, a man that findeth, now the sister that seeketh. Y'all ain't liking me here today. See, what you do is you seek after him. He prepares you, oh God, he prepares you for what he has for you in the future and then the man is seeking God so God can lead him to you and when God leads him to you, you're now prepared. See, because some of us want stuff that we're not prepared for. Waiting on God to bless you with a husband. But you, you still got some stuff. Some stuff you need to get rid get rid of. You ain't even cooking for you. <laughs> you don't want nobody disturbing your time. You gotta make sure you're ready for what you're asking for. All right, I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. I got some sisters looking at me like they mad at me here today. So. Our job is to seek him. God has the blueprint for your life. And see, when you know that God has a blueprint for your life, you want to be who God called you to be. You ain't trying to be nobody else. You want to be, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do right here. In ministry, this is what God called me to do. 
I'm not called to be over here. And y'all wouldn't come here to hear me. Oh, let me show you. Out of my place, so so yeah, yeah. If y'all came to church, how many would show up Sunday? And I'm here tomorrow. Come on, clap your hands. You know what you say to me, Pastor? Stay in your place. Hey, hey, that ain't your calling. But if I did this. Yeah, we get ready to have a line dance in church. Hey, 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 that's all I know. <laughs> I, I ain't got nothing else for you. That's all I got for you. <laughs> oh, Lord. But that's not, that, I'm not called to do that. E- even though I'm going, I just talked to a young man the other day. I want to take piano lessons because I want to learn how to play piano. Not that I'm tr- trying to eliminate their jobs. I could save some money. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to stay in my place. Good news for you. I'm, I'm closing. If you've interfered with God's plan and purpose for your life, it's not too late. You see, purpose can transform mistakes into miracles. Disappointments into testimonies. Purpose remains true no matter what path a person takes. God's purpose is not halted by your past. God says, the plan that I have for your life, I hadn't changed my mind. You'll notice in the Bible, he turned a coward by the name of Gideon into a mighty leader. He turned a, uh, uh, he turned a murderer by the name of Moses into a deliverer. He turned a prostitute, the Samaritan woman, into a preacher. He turned a whoremonging, woman-chasing, Crown drinking, weed smoking. So you've been delivered too. You did, you did that too good. But he transformed us into who we are today. Imagine what God can do with your life. And it's not too late to resume your purpose. Matter of fact, the world is waiting you to produce your purpose. You have something in you that's going to benefit all of us. I want you to tell somebody, say, stop holding out on me. Now, one thing you're going to have to keep in mind is that the devil is going to do everything he can do to keep you from getting to your place of purpose. You can read about the life of Joseph. Had all kinds of trouble. But the memory of his dream strengthened him throughout the disaster. His purpose saw him through the pit. His purpose saw him through the prison. And his purpose saw him all the way to the palace. You know, God is so awesome. God will take all of that stuff that you've done in the past, that the devil tried to use to destroy you. 
And God can put all that stuff together and use it for a blessing. I was able to go through all of that stuff I went through in my life where the devil was trying to take me out. And God says, that's all right. I'm going to bring him out. And then I'm going to use him as a deliverer. See, and the devil, the devil was cheering me on when I was doing all the stuff. And God says, that's all right. I hadn't changed my plan about him. I'm still going to, I'm going to use all this stuff that you're trying to kill him with. And he's going to use that as a testimony. That's why, that's why when I first started pastoring, the Lord said to me, I want you to be transparent about your past. I want you to tell folk, tell folk about what I delivered you from. Tell folk about what I brought you through because there are going to be some people that's, that's, that's right where you used to be and they need to have an example. It's good to read the word, but it, man, isn't it awesome to see an example of the word right before you? So God says, I will take you and I'll take your, your marriage that was, all, was on the brink. I'll take your marriage that was breaking up. I'll take, it, I'll take your marriage. I'll take how, how the devil's getting ready to tear up your family. And I'll show the world how I can put it back together. And not only put it back together for you, but I'll use you to help other marriages. So I'll have, I'll have a... Uh, Eddie and Margaret come to church going through all kinds of marital issues. Years. How long y'all been here? 17, 17, 18 years. Eddie came to a men's meeting. Half drunk when he got here. Stand up, Eddie, so I can see you. Stand up, Eddie. Stop talking, Eddie. All right, Eddie. Half drunk when he got here. Had some some drugs waiting for him at the house. Got here to a men's meeting on a Saturday in next door. And God delivered him instantly. Now it's like a domino effect. God used me to touch his life. Now God's using his life to touch other folk. And those folk will touch somebody else. And all that stuff the devil thought he was going to use to destroy us, God now is using it for his good. I'll never be that preacher that'll stand up and make you feel like I ain't did nothing. Couldn't lie to you anyway. Most people know about it, so. <laughs> hey, look, look. I first started pastoring, man. God is so awesome. He's Jehovah Jireh. He sees ahead of time and makes provision. So when I start, I start pastoring. The Lord says, "Be transparent. Tell them what I brought you through." And I'm saying, "All right." And see, people had never heard a preacher talk like that. But I didn't know what God was doing. God was getting ahead of the devil. So when people came to church, they heard my testimony, and then they went out back out talking to their friends and family, and they say, well, I'm a part of this church. Who's your pastor? Uh, Pastor Steve Allen. Who? (laughs) Pastor Steve Allen. Steve O. Allen? He preaching? (laughs) No, no, he preaching. He's a pastor. Really? Do you know who you're sitting under? (laughs) 
let me tell you about your pastor. So then they would tell all these bad stories. And my members already knew the stories. Because God says, get ahead of the devil. So, so they're trying to tell them something bad. And then my members are like, whoa, did you hear about this one though? Oh, you ain't heard this story? Oh, you, man, you ain't heard it all. You just know, you don't really know my pastor. Because if you knew my pastor, you'd know this story. God was setting all that up. Taking what the devil meant for evil. And turning that thing around for good. And the same thing for you. The same thing for you. Don't worry about where you are. Because where you are doesn't define who you are. And where you are only develops you for something greater. God's got greater in store for you. Don't worry about your past. Don't worry about what you've done in the past. God's going to take all of that and use it for the kingdom. Because he has a plan. And he has a purpose. Put your hands on your chest. And say, God, I know that you have a plan for my life. And it's a good plan. Now I surrender to you and the plan that you have for my life. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd love for you to do. First, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us to continue to reach others, visit our website at destinychristian.org slash radio. That's destinychristian.org slash radio. I'll see you next time on Discovering Your Destiny with Steve Allen.